everyone, this is Pastor Sid, and it's good to uh, be with you again as we are uh, sheltered and out of the buildings and uh, looking at the possibility in a few weeks of maybe uh, re-entering the building to some degree. I'm not sure just when that's going to take place, but we uh, are hopeful that we'll have a chance to meet again in person soon, but we don't want to rush things and we want to make sure that everyone uh, is safe and healthy. Today, our story is uh, very relevant, I think. It's the story of Jesus on the road to Emmaus, and it's in our scripture today, a gospel lesson uh, according to St. Luke. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter starting around the 13th verse. Now on the same day, two of them were going in a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about these things that had happened while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you're walking? They stood still, looking sad, and then one of them, whose name is Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a mighty prophet in deed and word before God and all the people and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us, that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and become and then enter into glory. The beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near to the village in which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while we were talking to us on the road while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. 
Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had made himself known to them in the breaking of bread. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today, I just want us to think for just a minute. When you meet Jesus in your struggles and understand the hope that he offers, you find the motivation to share the good news with others. That's a simple statement. It's one by King Duncan in, in reading some of his work. And he says, when you meet Jesus in your struggles and understand the hope that he offers, you find the motivation to share the good news with others. As we all know that we've been in some struggles and times definitely have been different and are different and seem to be like a bad dream in many ways. And people are getting irritable with each other and we're struggling to find out what's real and what isn't real. Uh, you hear the term fake news a lot and you hear that from all directions, what is valid and what is not valid and what reports are real and what reports are not real. Things that people say and are taken the wrong way or maybe they're said and uh, just don't know what they're talking about. And we all start talking and we all start trying to uh, decide what truth is. You know, uh, I think we call those rumors. <laughs> And rumors can be dangerous, and they can be good things to get us talking. You know, you go through history, there's all kind of rumors. Back when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, there were rumors that uh, he wasn't, he was still alive, and they just buried, set the coffin on him and buried him. They said the same thing about John Kennedy. Uh, with Abe Lincoln, uh, several times that he was exhumed, and to just to prove that his body was still there, and uh, he had uh, so much um, embalming fluid on the way back to Illinois from Washington that his body was well preserved over many many years. When his son, who was an old man, saw the last time, saw him the last time, but he was still there. And so, of course, now they have him entombed and have a great uh, security there. And no one seems to doubt that. And the same thing is with uh, Mr. Kennedy. And we've heard all of these things. But can you imagine the rumors that were floating around after Jesus was crucified? And here you have uh, on the road of Emmaus, to Emmaus, and the guys are out there and they, they see a stranger and he's walking ahead of them and he meets them and he talks to them and declares the scriptures, and they haven't recognized Jesus yet. And Jesus said, well, what are you talking about? He said, what do you mean you haven't heard that about Jesus and all the things that happened to him on, you know, during Holy Week and on Good Friday, and now they're saying that he's raised from the dead, but we haven't seen him. And we've heard word of it, but we haven't seen it. 
And so Jesus decides to stay with them a while. And when he broke bread with them, their eyes were opened. And then he went away. And that just begs this question, why would Jesus show up and disappear and show up and disappear? And it seems like the most struggling time of the disciples that, that they were going through. And you know, it's a lot like life. Uh, through our hardest times, we we ask for God's comfort and we ask for God to be with us. And, and uh, we know that people say that uh, when things just get the toughest, it seems like God is finally there and the, the morning comes. You see, I think a lot of us want cheap grace. We want instant help. And sometimes that happens. You know, I was listening to someone talking on on the TV. If we have faith, then we can't, we won't be afraid. We're just going to go out and do this and do that. Well, I don't think that's necessarily faith. Maybe it is. Maybe they do have the faith. But God also gives you good sense, I hope. And having faith and having good sense and staying um, on your knees or praying and meditating through, through these trials and listening to reason and listening to people who are, are medical professionals and scientists and uh, all the things that we all need to pay attention to during this pandemic. And that's true in every part of our life because when we get to a point that we're discouraged and we get to where we, we just feel helpless, that's the time that seems to God uh, shows up. That's when Jesus shows up on the road to Emmaus and reveals himself. It's in our toughest times or maybe in the time of loss or maybe when it seems like there's no tomorrow. And I've been in times in my life when I didn't think there was tomorrow. Literally, I didn't know if it'd be tomorrow, tomorrow because uh, I was very ill a couple of times with, with uh, a blood clot. Uh, that could have taken me out of this world. And I was very uneasy about that, as you can imagine, on my 18th birthday at St. Joseph's Hospital in Atlanta. And then again, when I was 27 and and uh, in times that I've been without a job and uh, bad things happen. And I think, God, oh, where are you? But those times that I was ill, I made it through it. Those times that financially it seemed like a disaster got through it emotionally, spiritually times that are so low. And God, where are you? And I got through it. How did I get through it? Well, you know, you pray. Sometimes it doesn't seem like your prayers are getting anywhere. You read the scriptures, you listen to sermons, you listen to good music, you have devotions, and you wait. And you keep pressing on. You see, God allows us to go through things that we become stronger. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm not saying that God is punishing anyone or or anything like that, but sometimes things happen or because things happen, we find an opportunity to grow and God gives us an opportunity to grow. I love the Netflix series, The Crown. You know, I'm just totally uh, entrenched with history and, and and just love the history of uh, the royal family and 
ancient history and more relative, uh, starting like around the time of World War, well, even uh, Victoria and then World War One and World War Two and the abdication of, of uh, Edward VIII and uh, on to the present day. Um, and so the crown shows a lot and shows a real human side of the royal family and their trials and, and how difficult it is uh, for those times. And there are really some difficult times. And this last, one of the last series, and I was going back through it, uh, I watched it just three seasons and I can't wait for the next one to get here. But Prince Philip was going through a time of uh, just not enjoying going to church and he told Queen Elizabeth that he wasn't coming back. And it was, it was 1969, and when the, uh, Neil Armstrong and the, uh, the other guys, the astronauts, went to the moon, and he walked on the moon, and he was just en- engulfed with that whole thing and thinking how marvelous that was and what a great opportunity that was. And, and, and he was just excited and thinking that this was going to bring him out of his uh, depression, I guess you w- would say. And... So they invited the astronauts to come to Buckingham Palace, and he wanted a private audience with them. Well, meanwhile, while that was all being prepared, there was a new dean of of the uh, church there, uh, and so he was younger, and he wanted to start a a group, kind of a support group for pastors or priests that were going through a, a time of conflict in their life. And so Prince Philip came and, and he listened to him and he just basically went off with him, told him that they were p- pathetic and they needed to take action. Well, in the, after he met with astronauts, he was expecting some profound expression of what they had experienced. And all he heard was just, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. We were busy. Uh, it was dust and, you know, we went through it and and blah, blah, blah. Nothing really earth-shattering or moon-shattering. And Prince Philip just looked so disappointed. And and they said, well, there's something we can ask you, sir. And and he looked with great anticipation and it was, what's it like? He said, what is what like? And it's always that question, what's it like to be part of the royal family and live this life? And he was very disappointed because he didn't see any enthusiasm, what he thought was going to be a life-changing experience. So he winds back up with the support group and the, the new priest and the, the, those that were there, and he was sharing with them about his mother who had passed away his mother had gone through some hard times and uh, she was, uh, they were all exiled from Greece and uh, from Denmark. And, um, and she became a nun and she spent her life, I called her a smoking nun because she always had a cigarette. But before she died, she asked him, she said, there's something amiss, there's something missing in your with you. Uh, they had been apart for so long. And he said, that's, that's true, my faith, my mother knew my faith was gone. And here I am, these three men that I thought had the greatest opportunity in the world, but it meant nothing to them. And it boiled down that he said, 
His mother saw it. He had to realize that all this feeling of emptiness that he had is because he had lost faith. And what really counts, he said, with all the, even the, those, the great feet of reaching the moon, and, and, and it really was something I remember it as a, as a boy. I mean, it was, everybody was up watching it. And there were those saying that it was all fake news, that they had just, you know, didn't really go. They just put this simulation there. But we know they went. But it wasn't. It didn't remain the grand thing. We, many space flights since then, and trips through the moon and uh, the space station, and uh, just so many different kinds of ships. Now that that now they take off and then they can land like a plane. Back then they splash down in the water. But what makes us so excited sometimes that just goes away. Even in our faith, sometimes when we're up on that spiritual high. And we go through life and we get through where we feel like we're at a place that we just can't go on or we're just bored or there's there's something lacking and, and, and we try to find it. So the question is, how do we do it? How do we get through that? Well, that's an opportunity for growth. This is an opportunity for growth. Prince Philip made it pretty clear. What the most important thing is, he, he pointed to his head or heart. He said, wherever faith is, and I need to find it again. You see, faith is the most important thing I believe that we can have because it's faith that gets through. It's the belief, whether you believe in God or not, I think believing in God and believing in Jesus is the most important thing. But even if you don't have the faith to keep going, period, or believe that there's a better day, then there's nothing to look forward to. There's no strength there. So my message to you today is this. Jesus shows up just at the right time. Just like the heartbroken on the road to Emmaus. And they said, did not our hearts burn within Sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we can't feel it. Sometimes it seems hopeless. But there was an old song that we used to sing. It was a contemporary Christian song back in the say of the news. And it was, he was there all the time. Waiting patiently for us. We realize after we get through our worst struggles that indeed Jesus is there with us. So as we go through this time, let us keep faith, keep heart, and keep going. Whatever your faith may be, if you have no faith at all, that's something you'll have to deal with. If you're a strong believer in the Christian faith, that's where I am. Have I doubted? You bet you. But I've been through some pretty tough times in my life. Am I perfect? As I said, I'm the biggest sinner I know. But God has always been faithful. God is going to be faithful to us through this and all the negativity. It'll go away for a while. We'll get through this and then we'll go through another thing. That's life. 
And from generation to generation, those things go on. And we, we will persevere and we will prevail with the help of Almighty God. Profess with me uh, as we, this historic confession of our Christian faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered on the Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and forever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal and loving God, the one who finds us on the road to Emmaus, you find us in our doubts. You find us in our despair. You find us in our struggles. You find us in our sickness. And you find us in our grief. And we think, well, where are you, Lord? Isn't there anything better? Have you deserted us? And God, you're always on time. And so, Lord, help us to be patient and wait on you. We pray for all of those that suffered. We pray for those that are working tirelessly, for all the uh, medical personnel and the scientists and first responders and people who are, are grieving, uh, those that are struggling financially. Lord, bring us all to a place that we can get moving again. But help us to remember, God, that you brought us through this. It was our faith, our determination, our faith in humanity, if nothing else, and our faith, Lord, for those of us who believe in a higher power and believe in you. Keep us, Lord. We pray for those that are our friends on our prayer list, those that need healing in their bodies, that need encouragement. We ask all these things in the name of the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now, as we leave for today and this, I pray that this message inspires you for another week. Read your devotions, pray, think about other people, try to reach out and help others if you can. Remain safe, remain sensible, and use good judgment. As you know, we're away from the building, and I've reminded you time and again that we need you to send your tithes and your offerings to the treasurer so we can meet our expenses as we're out of the building. And you'll see that up on the screen, the treasurer and the address there. It's not the church address. 
It's the treasurer's home address. And so please, please remember to do that because we need, we need those things. We need those gifts. We need you to keep your vow to be faithful to the church. We also have some beautiful music by Gail Ayers, our uh, pianist, and we hope that you'll enjoy that, meditate upon that music, and take time to seek the truth and hear the voice of God. So as we leave you today, may the blessings of Almighty God, who will never leave you or forsake you, and His Son, Jesus Christ, who tells us to be of good cheer that He has overcome the world, and that his peace he leads with us. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Presence, that God is with us through every situation. Be with you now and forevermore.